0: Welcome, everybody. I have an amazing guest on here today. I'm really excited to introduce Jessica Fister, the owner and operator of uh, The Belvedere in Wakefield. And yeah, so I'm going to let her take over more of the introduction uh, because you'll want to hear from her. She's got some amazing stories. Um, And once I heard them not that long ago, I was like, I have to have her on this podcast. Welcome. Path to Business, the podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Barrett, self-made, six-figure business owner, photographer, mother of three who's not afraid of hard work. True connection is a superpower that we can all achieve, and sharing your story the way you want to is extremely powerful. I want to celebrate each journey in business as no story is quite the same. Knowing how we got started is so important for growth, especially when we are working so hard within our business. We understand and appreciate the sacrifices and decisions that have led us to where we are today. You've already crushed so many goals and by sharing how you did it, both you and others can continue to achieve all your biggest dreams. Empowering ourselves and others will give you the permission you are seeking that you never needed in the first place to get all you strive for and more. This is your path to business.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to do this. Excited to be here. My first time since this is all very, uh, very exciting, very new. Um, Thank so, <laughs> you uh, There we go. So uh, my name is Jessica Fuster. Um, I'm kind of co-owner, operator, manager. Um, sort of uh, wear many hats uh, for Label Vadir, uh, which is a wedding and event venue located in Wakefield, Quebec. Um, for the most part, we primarily focus uh, 100% of our, our efforts and energy on weddings, um, you know, kind of through uh, April all the way through December. So uh, that's sort of what we do. And uh, my job kind of varies every day, uh, but for the most part, it's just sort of overseeing the operations.
0: Awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, before you, before you did the Belvedere, what did you do before? I want to sort of tell people a little bit about where, how you, you know, where you came from.
1: So um, I was born and raised uh, in a town called Pickering, just outside of Toronto. Um, when I uh, went to I went to, to college in downtown Toronto and um, I had a, I, I got a job out of college uh, kind of as the operations manager for a chain of restaurants um, they were a chain of kind of sports bars was a totally different direction uh, right downtown Toronto we had 11 different locations um, I was pretty young at the time but uh, it was a really great job to sort of Um, spark my love for hospitality. Uh, It was kind of neat because I really got to play um, many, many roles, everything from, you know, graphic design to menu development to uh, even, you know, some of the build outs, which was where I kind of developed a bit of a love for design and construction uh, as we sort of built and and grew the business. Um, So, yeah, it was just kind of a really neat opportunity for me to, uh, you know, get my hands uh, into every little aspect of hospitality and uh of restaurant ownership management uh franchising all that kind of fun stuff so that was really where I fell in love with
0: um hospitality as a whole okay cool um and then what about you know what was kind of that spark what was like okay we're gonna build this huge wedding venue (laughs) on a mountainside that's you know gonna (laughs) host so many weddings every year how did that start Um, By no means did it start that way.
1: Um, (laughs) What happened was I was living in Toronto. I was 25 or 26 or something along those lines and I had an uncle who uh, I wasn't really super connected with because he'd lived out in this little town called Wakefield, which I'd never heard of in my life, uh, in the <laughs> middle of the country and uh, and one day my family uh, decided to go up for a weekend to visit this uncle um, who had this log cabin in the woods and we were going to spend kind of a fun weekend just playing cards and having a good time it's exactly what we did and, and uh, uh, we had kind of decided at some point, uh, me and Brian, to, to go for a walk because he had this really cool piece of property that he was looking uh, to maybe develop. He wasn't really sure. We just thought, you know, what? he said, I want to show you. It's really neat. At this point, it's really just a forest, but I think it could be something cool. So we took a little walk just the two of us up to this property and I remember at that time he actually didn't even know I was in hospitality or had any experience in that field and uh, (laughs) we spent about four hours up there I think that day and just like you know kind of coming up with all these crazy cool things that this space could be because it was just such a beautiful piece of land with a big beautiful view um you know it was a force at the time so it required a little bit of vision yeah. um but we had bounced back and forth on everything from a spa to a retreat center to um you know of course an event venue um and kind of everything in the in between initially um it was going to be small it was going to be uh, 50 people was our <laughs> (laughs) our max. We were kind of comfortable in in around the like 20 to 50 person um, range. And that was actually sort of the initial business plan. That was the direction. So after that meeting that happened in (laughs) February, um, after the trek, you mean? Yeah. Okay. I left, went home, back to my condo downtown Toronto, um, back to my office job at Bloor and Spadina. And uh, I was texting back and forth with Brian, just like super excited about what this could be and what it meant. And no idea whether it was ever even going to kind of come to fruition. And um, one day, uh, about two or three months later he said, let's just do it. And I said, okay, let's just do it. And that was really how it started. And uh, by April, I was building a home next door to the Belvedere. So three months later. Um, And that was it. We spent two years kind of just talking and planning and, and developing what would ultimately become the Belvedere. Um, at some point, obviously, we had a big pivot from 50 people to 200. <laughs> and uh, that was really sparked by our very first wedding show ever that we attended um, with no building, no physical structure, no renderings, no nothing. We just went to this wedding show haphazardly to kind of feel out the Ottawa wedding industry, which neither of us knew anything about. (laughs) And uh, we both had an extensive background in hospitality, but definitely not in weddings. And I remember calling him halfway through that wedding show and saying, it was at the Lansdowne Center and saying, oh my goodness, I really think there's a market for this. There's people lining up at our booth and, you know, just dying for information about what this could be. Because at the time there really wasn't much in the way of country settings and country venues. Uh, We were kind of, this would have been 2009. Okay. um so t- 11 years ago almost and so at that point um Strathmere was the leading outdoor wedding venue um mm-hmm. but there was no stone fields there was no evermore there was no there was really very few venues on uh you know kind of in that regard and the ones that did that that were present were very rustic so they tended we were really kind of going a bit of a different direction and trying to give people a little more sort of a modern experience um Mm -hmm. all while you know maintaining the country setting um that was sort of the market that we really felt like was missing and so uh we left that wedding show went right to the municipality and said what do we need to do to make this thing bigger (laughs) and (laughs)
0: they told us what we needed to do and we did it so that was that So how much changed between the wedding show, like, was it just the wedding show that sparked it or did you start getting bookings from the wedding show or what was that looking like? Yeah. So, I mean, before the
1: wedding show, we had nothing, we had no bookings. We just, um, you know, were kind of flying by the seat of our pants, trying to get a website going. (laughs) And I think probably the biggest change in um, you know in sort of the direction was when we initially had conversations about what the Belvedere was or what it could be um, in our minds It was going to have a pretty big corporate um, base we were going to do a lot of you know we were even thinking it would have a political draw with you know the summits and things like that they often came into Wakefield okay. um, and so that was our initial focus weddings were pretty low on our radar um, you know we thought maybe we'll do a few a year I think our initial business plan had 25 percent weddings in 75% corporate,
0: oh, wow. um, which is funny shift. to look
1: back on now. But uh, yeah, so at that point, we um, went to the wedding show just to feel it out. And that was sort of when we realized there was more to, to the wedding industry than we realized and that this could be a substantial part of our business. And so that, the wedding show, I would say, was the thing that kind of sparked the, the um, excitement and the possibility of that being a big part of the business. Nice.
0: So if you had done the corporate side, uh, the event side, were you going to still keep it as small or were you going to also look at making it bigger?
1: No, if I think if we had been corporate, we would have realized. Actually, I remember um, at the wedding show. This is how little we knew about weddings because we didn't even really have an understanding of how big they were, how many people. So at that wedding show, we had a little questionnaire that we asked our, the brides to fill out, and of course, one of those questions was, you know, what would be the size of your your wedding? And um, you know, the average was coming in kind of between 100 and 130, and that was sort of where we realized that if we wanted to do weddings, we really needed to kind to step up uh, the size of the venue. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we spent the first couple of years fighting for corporate business, advertising corporately, um, you know, bidding on corporate business and just found that the weddings really were the path of least resistance for us. And that it was an easy sell because the space was so stunning for weddings. It was really, um, you know, it just kind of fit perfectly. It flowed nicely. uh, And the corporate business just wasn't falling into place the way that we had thought it would. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I think one of the biggest sort of Turning point moments for us. I remember even the exact conversation was, <laughs> "Why are we fighting this? Why are we fighting so hard for corporate business, turning down weekday weddings because of the possibility of a meeting?" Um, things like. Oh, Sorry, it's okay, we it's okay. <laughs> um, You know, and uh, that was where we just decided to make the shift right to uh, right to weddings entirely, and wow. we went full on. We sold our corporate-looking banquet chairs, <laughs> and we, you know, kind of just added some more sort of touches to the venue that that gave it a little bit more of a weddingy sort of feel, um, and then we just uh, went from there and said. Forget the corporate, it's not happening for us. If it does, great, but we're not going to fight for it. We're going to dedicate this space to weddings because it just works.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously if you haven't been to the Belvedere, um, then I definitely recommend that you do. Um, But they have such a gorgeous view, right? Like the view Mm -hmm. that you guys have. um, And I think that would be wasted on corporate, right? Because they would be stuck inside, you know, listening to a conference or, you know, like not really uh, appreciating what you've kind of got yeah no absolutely here yeah so yeah kind of crazy right how how right. that changes <laughs> yeah for sure um, um and so you know I want to talk a little bit about your path that's kind of what what we're here to talk about really I mm-hmm. mean we kind of started at the beginning and we've gotten lots of great detail thank you for that um but you know every sort of business owner has, you know, a unique path and, uh, you know, there's not one that's unique. I'm sure if you talk to other business owners and how they've got started, it all kind of, it's something sometimes similar, but not always the same. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess, is there sort of details or steps that, you know, you took to sort of grow your business to what it is today that you think really had a big impact? Like what were some of those paths that you like, you know, like this is like the defining moments or partly, maybe not super, but you know, Something that was unique to your path that you think you haven't heard other people have had.
1: Well, I think one thing that that often surprises people is that we actually went into this business without um, much money. <laughs> I know that sounds a little bit crazy to say. Uh, you know, you, you can sort of look at a business that's kind of become you know pretty big and and uh, you know has a fair bit of. Uh, you know, um, real estate, so to speak. And uh, we actually kind of went into this business with um, not a huge budget. And uh, what was really interesting, and one thing I'm really grateful for when the wedding industry specifically, is it's one of the very few industries where you are really able to get a very clear picture of what your business is going to look like a year from now and a year and a half from now. And so when you're going to the banks, or when you're looking for loans, or when you're trying to get money, um, very few businesses are able to say, well, this is what's on the books. This is what I can guarantee you, um, I'm going to do next year. And so that was a huge big thing for us to be able to, to get the money. We had a ton of help. And the only reason why we are here today, um, is we have amazing family, all of our family, everybody from my parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, one way or another, everybody in my family literally got dragged into this thing from you know, our very first wedding, to my aunts and uncles peeling carrots in the kitchen, um, you know, my poor uncle like washing every dish by hand on our very first wedding because our dishwasher didn't arrive to. Um, you know, my parents who now have moved here, and my mom, who sets tables for me every wedding morning, and my dad, who's out picking up cigarette butts and glasses from outside after every morning. So we have an absolute ton of family support. So I think for us, um, that played a big role in us being able to get to where we are. Um, you know, at the very beginning, we really went into it dedicated to do kind of everything ourselves and be really hands on. Um, and I'm very grateful that I did that weren't able to step back a little bit more. But for the first six or seven years, uh, I mean, it was literally a team of of me, um, (laughs) kind of doing everything, which was both exhausting, but also I'm really grateful. I did it because I I played a pretty significant role in every aspect of the business. So now being able to step back, I still have a pretty clear, like I I was bartending at times. I was jumping in on service if I needed to. Um, so we all got to, we you know, played a big role in the kitchen. We all got to really be very hands-on, um, in every aspect of the business. Uh, You know, I I think um, our path for us was really just being, uh, you know, kind of leaning on family and getting tons of family support. And um, me and Brian uh, developing this kind of odd relationship that came out of nowhere because we didn't grow up, I didn't grow up knowing him. Um, But yet somehow we are uh, identical in so many ways. We (laughs) have the same vision for the business that never wavered. We have a You know, the odd little dispute here and there, but in (laughs) 10 years, we've been able to just be really good business partners, um, you know, and lean on each other and laugh a lot. We laugh a lot, which is key, I believe, even if we're (laughs) laughing at our own misfortunes or our own craziness. Um, Yeah, and so I think that that for us, our path uh, really is a, a lot of family along that path.
0: Awesome. yeah I think that's true I know you know in our business for sure you know like the first time I ever did a photo session it was like hey mom like can you be, yeah. you know and and the money thing as well like you know a lot of uh, businesses right like it's not like you have just like 50 or a hundred thousand dollars just sitting there no, ready to, yeah. to start a business right so yeah.
1: I think we had at one point maybe five different mortgages with everybody and you know the ironic thing with mortgages especially for businesses is that, you know, the banks will give you money when you can prove you don't need it. So it was always a big battle with the banks to, you know, I think it took four and a half years, if I'm not mistaken, before a major bank came in and said, we will give you a proper mortgage. And that allowed us to clean up all the little mortgages we had all over the place with family, friends, anybody who wanted to invest. Um, But four and a half years, I think it was before CIBC was the first bank to say, all right, we'll take a chance on you. And we're like, it shouldn't be a chance. It's been five years. (laughs) what do we need to do but they did and we were grateful for that even though it took a little longer than we'd hoped
0: yeah I think that's a the hardest thing I think as a an entrepreneur you know in any industry right is you know once you make that switch especially in you know in times like you know times that are tough it's hard right if your income Mm -hmm. hit and uh you know or you have a lot of expenses you know and especially in your first couple years of growing you know you like think of all the little things you guys had to buy probably like you know plates and knives and forks and napkins and light bulbs and you know I know you're staring along the
1: way so we were making mistakes left right and center um you know not major mistakes but things that if I you know knew what I knew now it would be a very different story I mean we bought the wrong chairs to begin with we brought you know the wrong plates in my opinion we ended up having to change those pretty quickly um our our sound system we went we were again focused on corporate business so we you know have this like over the top sound system that is completely unnecessary uh, there's really a lot of things that we did that um, you know had I known what I know now it would be a very different situation
0: yeah. yeah so talk to me a little bit about that because I know that now you've grown into you know I don't know how many different businesses now. Um, but, you know, what have you taken from what you've learned to grow your other little side, I call them side hustles, but they're yeah. really, they're full on businesses, right? So.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're side hustles in that most of them for the for the most part kind of play off of the Belvedere. The one thing that I'm really grateful for is for the most part our, our alternative businesses um, ultimately play off of the Belvedere. So that sort of made it a little bit easier for us. Um, I think, you know, it's funny, you always say, oh, you learn from your mistakes and you don't make them again. Um, I don't necessarily think that's true. I think with every business that we've opened, um, you know, we've made different mistakes and, and I don't even want to call them mistakes cause they're not mistakes. They're just learning curves. They're just, uh, you know, I would say for the Wakefield grand kind of being one of our m- more prominent businesses, um, you know, we did not figure out the proper price pricing structure for the grand for three years. Um, <laughs> you know, and one thing me and Brian always laugh about, cause Every single time, it always seems like we always end up doing this full 360 where we have an idea at the beginning, something pulls us in another direction, and we try all these other things, and we always end up back where we where we initially thought we should be, so we need to start listening to our gut a little bit more, but, um, you know, they all take, uh, you know, kind of a learning curve, um, you know, to figure out every business is different, every, um, you know, everything's going to react differently than you, than you think, so I know for the grand, that was our big lesson learned, how do we price structure the grand? And How do we set it up so that you know we give this amazing experience to our couples? But we, you know, at the beginning we wanted to open it to the public as well. We learned very quickly that just does not fly. You can't have a couple having a romantic weekend getaway at the Grand and then show up with a busload of of wedding guests at one a.m. Um, yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, pivoting and learning from those mistakes and laughing at them sometimes because some of them were quite comical um, is really key. Otherwise, uh, you know, you're you're just going to get down on yourself and get discouraged. And you know, we've all we've had to make many many changes to the business. By no means are where we, we are where we hoped we would be, but but it, the path was not what we expected it to be. It wasn't as flawless as we expected it to be. We had, um, we had an appraiser come into the Belvedere at the very beginning, and we laugh at this sometimes. We sat down with this guy, and in our minds, we had – it figured out the Belvedere was gonna be great we were laughing um, you know we had everything kind of figured out and I remember him saying specifically it's gonna take you five years to work out the kinks and we kind of looked at each other like <laughs> okay sure and uh, he was bang on it was five years of, of learning and lessons and and uh, he came back five years later to do another appraisal and he kind of laughed and that we told him that when he left we rolled we rolled our eyes until and, and thought oh this guy has no idea what he's talking about and he was bang on it yeah. was five years Years of lessons for sure.
0: Yeah. And I think it really does take, you know, a couple of years to just kind of get the groove that you, you know, like I can remember oh, for, for sure. a long time, I didn't really know what my brand was. You know, I was just like, yeah. I don't know what my, everyone's talking about this brand. What's my yeah. brand. And it's like, brand is me you know like the brand is me it's 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 what we do right Um, and it took like a lot of trying to understand you know where what is this what is these things right and it took took five years almost so um do you want to talk a little bit about because you have multiple businesses I don't know if you want to talk about any of those but I think even just highlighting kind of how they all intertwine is kind of a cool concept of how you've you Mm -hmm. know taken this I, you know, this beautiful spot and created these little arms, you know, that, have, that come into it, but they all kind of play a part. It's almost like you're like, um, I know when we talked, you were like making the most out of everything that you do in your business. And, <laughs> I think, and to yeah, me, I that's, think good that's so inspiring, you know, like you're just, you're just so inspiring at being able to and creative and to using everything to the best of your ability. So.
1: I think um, one thing that we've always felt really strongly about is that we need to control the customer experience from the beginning to the end. And um, you know, we were noticing things like we would have, you know, a beautiful weekend. They would have this incredible, amazing experience at the Belvedere. um, But maybe their experience with their accommodations wasn't ideal. They couldn't get the check-in that they wanted. They had a frustrating experience with the shuttle. They, you know, um, just there was just aspects of their wedding weekend or their wedding experience that wasn't necessarily in our control, that um, was disappointing to to some of our couples, not always, but occasionally. And so that was where we kind of said, you know what, we need to take control of the entire experience, especially for the immediate family and the people that are kind of the most important to the couple. Um, So that was where the idea for the grand came into play. We want to be able to house, um, accommodate, um, so to speak, the immediate family of our couples and give them the wow factor that we know we can deliver at the Belvedere, but from the minute that they set foot on the property, which is much before the wedding and and when they leave after the wedding and they can walk away and go, wow, you know, that entire experience was really phenomenal. And so that was kind of our inspiration for looking um, to purchase a a building. At first, we talked about building one that didn't really pan out. Um, Then this kind of really old, cool um, building sort of fell into our lap with this woman who was running it in, uh, in Wakefield and she was in her 80s and just needed to, to, to step back and she was, you know, kind of done um, with it. And, and uh, so we ended up kind of being able to go in and, and purchase that old building and renovate it and turn it into this really cool, unique space that allowed us to give our customers kind of that experience from beginning to end. Uh, so that was and sort of it, the grand
0: how many, yeah. people? how many people 28 uh,
1: 28 yeah, 28, it's, big, a it's, a big yeah it's a big building <laughs> and it's really neat it's a cozy building has a very cool outdoor space um, we got a we bought a shuttle to kind of make sure that we can even you know um, make sure that everybody is able to just relax completely not worry about um, you know getting to the venue or getting home and just it's really just a nice addition to to our wedding days we found it was really a value a big value add um, I think so for us you 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 know, that being said, every business that we have beyond that has always been related to something that was missing at the Belvedere that we really wanted to maintain control of. So, um, you know, the most recent addition would be our garden house, which was another one that we really didn't have a space for the brides or the couples to get ready uh, in the morning. We were not able to provide one of our spaces any earlier than usually 1 p.m. because we do back-to-back weddings. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was. definitely a, a place for that it happened to work out perfectly that my house that I initially built when we were opening the Belvedere I, I put for sale um, and it was right next door to the Belvedere and it was a perfect fit so the, you know we kind of decided to turn that into the garden house and so that's
0: been kind of a nice addition for us for last year at least um, yeah, and we as were a able photographer to- too you know it's <laughs> such a beautiful spot you've literally turned it into the ideal getting ready spot and it, it yeah. matches the vibe of the Belvedere video, which is pretty cool, right? You're, all of your For sure. buildings are on brand with what you're trying to do, which I think is awesome too. Yeah. So brides have that full experience, you know, from getting ready and everything, all their pictures, everything looks the same because everything is part of your business, which I think exactly. is really unique. So, mm-hmm.
1: And then we we can, you know, guarantee that our experience that we're able to deliver during the weddings is felt right throughout the entire experience. And so, you know, the aspects of a wedding day that can be stressful, traveling to the venue, you know, getting ready in the morning, having all of those things just on site bride, couple show up. Um, they can be super relaxed, have a mimosa at eight o'clock in the morning, <laughs> start getting their hair done and then wake up the next day and slowly kind of um, check out has really given everybody kind of the full experience that we wanted to provide them. Yeah, and then I for can most, just imagine yeah.
0: too. I could just imagine, you know, like, Oh, we need to buy a shuttle. Oh, yeah. we need to like get a, a hotel for people. Like, you know, cause you know, yeah. in our business, it's like, Oh, we need a new camera. We need a new this, you know, you're just it's just like an endless, which right, right <laughs> now
1: with the current climate, we're kind of looking at that and going, whoops. I mean, ultimately we made all the right decisions. We did exactly what we needed to do. Um, you know, we're forever investing in the business and forever doing what we need to do to get to the next level. Um, you know, You it's just when something like this happens, you know, in the current situation that we're in, uh, it pauses you for a minute and you go, oh my goodness, like everything is very fragile. It's more fragile than I think we realized. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, so I think uh, in terms of other businesses, it always is just something that sort of falls together in that it's, you know, the other part of, of that is always, you know, our food, our food service uh, is a big part of our business. And so the other kind of businesses that fall under that category were related to food, to the kitchen. Um, You know, we were seeing a significant amount of waste that was being, that was coming out of our kitchen um, that just felt uh, unnecessary. Like we can, you know, we can utilize that. Um, We have amazing team of chefs that are just awesome and super talented and so um that was where we decided to branch out into the gourmet food truck style food where we can take those beautiful filet mignon trimmings and turn them into you know filet mignon burgers with gourmet toppings and our duck confit that's you know um you know that can't be served right away or is is kind of sitting in the fridge is able to be turned into like duck confit poutine and um you know so that's that was sort of a a branch of of the kitchen that just made sense because we had all this amazing food and great quality food. Um, you know, and, uh, we just didn't want to see any of it go to waste. It was just, it was too easy to utilize it for something that uh, can benefit the community, but also, uh, you know, us as well.
0: Yeah no I think uh, I remember when you were explaining all of it to me I was just like wow they all go hand in hand you guys even grow some of your own vegetables which I yeah. think is really awesome yeah. um you know and you guys support local getting a lot of your stuff locally when you can um Absolutely, obviously we yeah. live in Canada so not all the time yeah. can we get fresh veggies but yeah um you know you guys really do kind of um you know utilize your little town as much as you can uh, we we certainly do yeah and
1: and we are so blessed to be where we are because because Wakefield is full of like incredible bakeries and beautiful farmland and really talented people that make amazing, um, you know, everything from maple syrup to jams and chutneys and, and all kinds of stuff. And um, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're blessed in that, in that regard for sure.
0: Nice. So I just want to talk to you a little bit about, um, some challenges or pivots that you've made perhaps in your business, um, especially where you are today versus when you started that Mm -hmm. you probably at the beginning were never even, you know, part of your plan perhaps, or maybe they were. Um, but yeah, if you could talk to me about some of those pivots that you might've made, I think, you know, a lot of people go through them, um, and you know, how you've dealt with them or what you've done differently
1: yeah some of the growing pains I guess uh, as you kind of go along I, I mean we touched a little bit on kind of the shift we had from you know thinking that corporate business was going to be a big part of our, our life to shifting to weddings. I would say kind of the one biggest change from the beginning and the one thing that was the hardest for me um, and I know especially in the wedding industry because so often our brands really are, are our personal our personalities us personally are you know our couples really um, connect with us on a personal level so the idea of relinquishing any level of that is probably the single hardest thing we as uh, wedding industry professionals have to do and I know for me that's no exception I um you know the Belvedere is my baby and I poured my heart and soul into it and you know I was the person opening the door in the morning and locking the door at night and uh every wedding um which is crazy (laughs) oh my god I was tired but every communication email, every everything um, was done by me. And, and I'm really grateful that I, I did that. Um, you know, I, I learned so much during that time and um, I felt like I really was able to give the business everything that it needed at the beginning to kind of grow. Um, but then we got really busy and then, you know, we got to the point where I was concerned that I was going to potentially be sacrificing some of the services that we were able to give to everybody um, by just not having the time. the energy to do it. And the, um, you know, kind of realization that I needed some help uh, started to set in slowly. Um, (laughs) And uh, along came Jasmine, um, kind of just in the nick of time, who is my right hand, um, now, you know, full time wedding coordinator, and she really is that person um, that's there with our couples on their wedding day. And uh, uh, I give Jazz a lot of credit because at the beginning, Lord, I was not willing to, to give up that position. So I think I was following her around like a little lost puppy. I was <laughs> not letting, I was trying to train her, but doing a terrible job of it because I was just doing it myself and, and hoping she would figure it out. And she was great. She did. Um, you know, I, I apologized to her after that for, for being like the worst trainer ever. Um, but she kind of said, you know, it was great because I, I really, just followed you along and kind of learned from, from that. And, uh, and, you know, I think I probably stayed with Jazz at every single wedding for about like 60 weddings, that poor girl. <laughs> That's, um, a That's a it lot. It was a lot. <laughs> and she was more than ready um, for me to walk away probably after 20, but I wasn't ready yet. I, I didn't have it in me yet. So um, I had uh, something come up in my personal life and and uh, it was a really sort of tough time for me um, a few years back and I uh, was sort of forced to step back and and I remember the day, it was a Saturday in June, and I went to the Belvedere to do our Saturday wedding with Jazz. And uh, I had just kind of got some some information that was really tough. And I remember walking in the door and her kind of seeing me and i didn't even have to say anything. I just knew that I had to turn around and go home. I just couldn't be there. I I didn't have it in me. And I went home that day and I waited by the phone for something to go wrong. Of course. And I had my phone. I was ready for it because, of course, I'm not there. Something is going to go wrong. And nothing went wrong. It was perfect. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was both excited and a little disappointed because I was like, (laughs) okay, maybe this is a new world. And it was. And and I realized very quickly that um, Jazz had it. She was as good as I was, if not better, in some areas. And uh, it was a huge moment of like, it's okay to let go. And I did a big shift from letting go to being not even usually the one in front of the camera or behind the scenes or really anything. I I really kind of right now enjoy letting my team be the star of the show um, because they are the star of the show and uh, I can shift my focus a little bit more on, uh, you know, kind of what's next for the business. And um, you know, there's still a lot of stuff that goes into running a business behind the scenes, but uh, yeah, so that was a a big pivot for me to to let go a little bit and to
0: not have to be that person all the time and a big relief when I I finally, Read right it. I hear you about the personal thing because when I got pregnant with the twins. I had to let go of a lot of stuff. And so again, that personal kind of thing that forces you to just be like, okay. And I'll never forget like my first wedding, letting Luke go with somebody else. And I was just terrified, yeah. <laughs> terrified. Um, yeah. Like, you know, I basically was ready to be there in a wheelchair if I had to, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> was, um, and you know if you're more scared that it's gonna go really well or
1: really gonna go really bad. That's the funny thing, like, you know, you think your are word is going to go really bad, but if it goes
0: really well, then all of a sudden you're not necessary.
1: <laughs> and that's a scary thought too. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I think also too, I know when we had chatted before, um, you know, the same thing that kind of happened with me is that, you know, everybody like even Google reviews or things like that. It's always like Jessica, 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 right. Um, it happened with me, right? Like everyone's like Bethany, Bethany, Bethany. Um, and so now I mean, Jessica and Jasmine, I mean, you could kind of yeah, say that they. We
1: were like to, so she always jokes that that was the only way I was able to let go was people still call her Jess and they still think they still think that it 's me because we are a little identical uh, in so many ways, and our names are similar, but yeah, yeah. I've seen the first couple of reviews that came in, and now i 'm so happy like nothing makes me happier than getting an email or a message about you know what an amazing job my team did, and I think that was a big shift for me going from being like you know, proud of what I was accomplishing to being like, well, this is awesome that my team is accomplishing this. Cause at the end of the day, the team was, you know, one that I put together and I'm so proud of them cause they're all awesome. Yeah. And that's just a different feeling of accomplishment.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like, a, you know, it's like your children growing up. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah sure. You feel so proud of them. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so I guess, one of the other things I really wanted to ask you um was you know if there was any tips uh for others that you were interested in you know, that, that perhaps are in a similar business or mm-hmm. you know things that you would give them I know you've given quite a few already but if there was anything you know like what would you yeah. what was that maybe there's one thing you know or maybe there's more but
1: if you're building a venue you need a lot more storage than you think there's one but uh no um <laughs> the venue industry is such an uh, an interesting one because there's so many um I guess variances in terms of the people who are opening a venue that is a backyard barn where they're just taking a deposit and letting people kind of take over the space to full service venues like we are that have catering and bar. And, um, you know, I think the the venue industry is a very enticing one and people always think, you know, there's a ton of money in it. There's a ton of money into it in it. It's the most expensive part of a wedding. Therefore, you know, they must be making a ton of money. Um, my only advice would just be to really take the time to kind of crunch and understand all of the numbers because there's so much more involved than than people really have any idea um, in terms of you know finances and and um, yeah you know it's uh, that's a, a little bit of a tough question because there's there's so many things I you know I've said a few times that one of the things I would love to do is to do a little bit of consulting um, kind of on the side now that the Belvedere is kind of going and I've done a little bit of it and I really love it. I, I, even for Ottawa venues, you know, we've spent a fair bit of time with, For me now, three venues in in Ottawa that we've sort of helped launch, um, whether it be launch their catering side of things or just launch their venue in general. Um, And I take a lot of uh, a lot of pride and a lot of enjoyment out of that. And you know, I've created my biggest competitors, (laughs) or not created, (laughs) but I've definitely you know given advice to some of my biggest competitors. But that makes it fun because you know we can you know kind of be competitive and be friendly at the same time and use each other. And I strongly believe um, that there's nothing better for the industry than everybody delivering at the highest possible caliber service. Um, whether it's with me, whether it's with another venue, whether it's with a photographer, if we are all delivering the best of the best, um, you know,
0: there's nothing
1: but good that can come from that. So uh,
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's key. I, I think, you know, I can't imagine opening a wedding venue, but I, I, I have heard people say like, you know, oh, I should just open up. You know, I've got this old barn and yeah. beautiful property. But I think the it's like the levels and the details, you know, like if I start to really think of it, it from a business perspective, it's, wild. Yeah. it's a wild. Yeah. And so, yeah, if there's. Yeah. Yeah. If there's anything that you can, you know, if there was anything that you could do, like, I think that would be one of the hardest businesses, especially with what you've got going on. Like, there's a reason why it's expensive. There's a lot that
1: goes into it. Yeah, there's a fun that goes into it. And there's so much that people don't realize and don't think of. I got married this past summer and decided to do it at my house. And, um, you know, I was saying if I didn't have the, I just basically spent three days before the wedding, just driving to the Belvedere for all the things I forgot. <laughs> and like, I'm in the industry is what I do for a living. And I was like, Oh my God, I forgot water pitchers. Oh, I forgot coffee crafts. I forgot. And, uh, I was just running to the Belvedere and loading up and then going like, why did I not just get married there? I know it was work. So I, I kind of wanted to separate, but at the end of the day, I just shifted everything from there to my house and, and, uh, I, it kind of reminded me, like, oh my goodness, all the little details that we had to think of at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. that's why having a
0: planner is key. <laughs>
1: I was lucky; I had twenty people, and so I was. I kind of was like, "My Christmas dinner is bigger than this. I can do it." But no, no. God, my best friend happens to be a wedding planner, and so that that played <laughs> out really nicely. And I have a few good um, connections in the business. But yeah. I
0: mean, yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, so, um, is there any tools? I was wondering, you know, if there's any tools that you use, or maybe that you, um, you know. Perhaps would maybe even avoid uh, re- like mm-hmm. that. Recommend for for vendors in your in a similar you know field as you um, that have really made a, an impact on your business or something that mm-hmm. you know has made. I would say, um, I, have been through a
1: lot of, uh, of services, so to speak, um, you know, that are kind of geared towards venues, um, from, you know, at the very beginning, I think I was using something called Preserve interactive, which I don't even think anyone uses anymore. <laughs> um, and, and I've kind of, I think I was probably been through five or six different, different ones. Um, some of them that are really amazing. I, I would definitely say don't, um, close yourself off to the idea of, of some of these tools because they really um, can be a huge help when it comes to just keeping things organized when you get into the higher numbers. At the very beginning, I was a spreadsheet girl. I had everything on a spreadsheet. <laughs> Um, you know, But you realize pretty quickly that you need to branch out of that once you get into kind of being a little bit busier and having kind of multiple outlets and multiple de- people dealing with, with the couples. Um, for us, we use uh, Aisle Planner. Um, Aisle Planner is entirely like a gift to my couples. It uh, does not really help keep the Belvedere necessarily organized. Um, or, you know, there isn't really a huge venue side of it, but as a couple, they adore it. Um, you know, I would just say... Don't be closed off to the idea of these softwares um, and one thing I've learned too is that uh, picking up the phone and calling some of them has been really helpful for me because I've had a number of people be willing to, you know, write code for us specifically or, um, nice. you know, come up for something that works for us specifically when something just isn't working. Um, yeah, so I, I, at the end of the day, we developed our own kind of proprietary software uh, to keep track of our menus and our menu selections and all that kind of stuff. And that was what ended up working. Okay. Um, But, uh, you know, I went through the motions of of several others first, and some of them that were great. Um, I just really wanted something really personalized. Um, And more importantly, I wanted something that I could manage if I needed to make changes to. That was a big thing. If I wanted to change my menu, I wanted to be able to really easily go in and do that. And so we we built kind of a proprietary system. But,
0: uh, yeah, I would say, uh, you know, there's lots of great options for everybody out there now. That's amazing. Yeah. And for your couples, is there some, you said you use aisle planner, does that send them like reminders about when, you know, they need to do certain things as well? Is that all kind of part of it? I don't use it. So
1: one, um, one thing I found that was another sort of struggle that I ran into um, in the business was um, as our numbers started to grow and we started to do, you know, 100, 120, 130 weddings in a season, um, it was always really important to me to continue to make all of our couples feel really special and not to feel like they were just another wedding Um <laughs> another wedding uh, you know on a busy weekend it always sort of I felt a little sad whenever you know a couple would come in the day after their wedding and we would be flipped over and ready to go for the next one and it wasn't about them not you know us not feeling like their wedding was important it was just kind of you know the way it was and so i really wanted a tool that they could use that would communicate with them on behalf of us and so we made really awesome checklists floor plans and design boards um you know it has all of our decor and all that kind of stuff embedded in it so every time they log in they're communicating with us without necessarily needing to communicate with us and um, so that was kind of, and then, you know, it's also a tool that we can use to, you know, put little fun notes in there for them and just give them all the tools. They can use Pinterest to add design boards, um, give them all the tools they need to, to really like make sure that every detail of their wedding is thought of. Um, but it's like we're communicating with them, um, even though we're not necessarily communicating with them every day. Awesome. Yeah, I would say L Planner for us for the, from the bride
0: perspective is
1: is just a really nice, nice
0: tool for them. How they can find you, I think, is key. So, you know, I, mean, like, I don't know if you want to just have them mm-hmm. find the Belvedere um, or just the website. That would be awesome. But yeah, if there's any kind of last, <laughs> last topics you want to yeah, sort of put okay. out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, finding us uh, would really social
1: media, of course, um, we're in the, the social media age. So Facebook, La uh Instagram at La um www.LaBelleVadier.ca, you know, um, Google, really any kind of um, sort of main uh, internet based uh, site is pretty easy to find us. Um, I'm not sure if I have anything kind of in addition. We sort of talked a little bit, um, I know we touched on sort of the current climate and we talked about about, you know, the possibility of people watching this down the road and not really knowing what we meant by that. And so just to kind of touch on the fact that um, we are sort of in the middle of a global pandemic, um, <laughs> the global, the coronavirus. And um, for the very first time, um, you know, the wedding industry has Grinded to a complete halt. Um, it was, um, I think, shocking and overwhelming, and um, you know, scary for all of us. Uh, you know, our wedding season still is, it still is, is. <laughs> right in the middle of it. We're like April, and um, as of right now, we know that our wedding seasons are canceled for a minimum the rest of April, all of May, um, very likely all of June, and could very potentially go beyond that. And uh, so, you know, we talk about kind of pivoting and, and, uh, (laughs) you know, what that looks like. And to be honest, I'm not sure (laughs) what that even means right now. We're just holding our breath and all hoping for the best and hoping that we're able to carry on at least for a part of our summers. Um, But uh, this was definitely a time of um, reflection for everybody, I think, in the wedding industry. Um, You know, some of us, myself included, felt like we were a little bit of a recession-proof industry. Um, You know, what could take us down? It's been, you know, obviously hundreds of thousands of years, people have been having big weddings. And, um, you know, even in the 2008 crisis, we were uh, an industry that held through it and did well um, considering. And so this was really the one and only thing that had the potential to derail um, the entire wedding industry, which is a a ban on gatherings and events. And
0: um, which I don't think anyone really planned for, you know, like I think, you know, we plan for if we get sick, or if somebody gets hurt at a venue or, you know, like, you know, somebody's unhappy with our service, you know, there's all these, yeah, natural disasters. I mean, you've dealt with that too. (laughs) Um, For sure.
1: I mean, and I, I remember we were hit by a tornado, but it was, you know, no power for a couple of days. We have a generator, thank goodness. But for the wedding industry, that was really a three day thing. You know, it affected a lot of couples, but really only the course of one weekend. Um, you know, and and most things uh, that really you know cause big hiccups in the wedding industry are short term. Um, you know, things like flooding and and natural disasters and inclement weather and stuff like that. So this one is is I think very scary for all of us, and we're all just um, waiting with bated breath. And one thing I know for me, i found really helpful is um, finding friendship in in the wedding industry and. Um, sure. you know, I've, I've reached out to, and been in contact regularly with, uh, four other venues, um, sometimes just to have a drink on zoom and <laughs> basically make sure we're okay, do a little welfare check. Um, but also see how everybody else is handling things. Um, and you know, people that I would have never uh, been in contact with, and I'm super grateful that I am. Um, so I would say, you know, if there's one thing to take out of this, it's to really, reach out, um, and connect with the people in your industry, uh, and the people that are going through the same things and find ways to kind of, uh, you know, get through it together. So you don't feel quite so alone in in it. And hopefully, you know, five months from now, we're having a different conversation.
0: That's great. That's great advice. I I think it holds true, and I know our industry, and you know as well, has been great. We've been definitely trying to connect on Zoom, um, yeah. and weekly at this point, which has been really awesome, yeah. and uh, so thankful for our community and and that. Yeah. I know we're all struggling, have our ups and downs. Some days are much worse than others. You know, today yeah. we I showered and got ready, yeah, and this know, that's is that's a good. That was good. Gonna... <laughs> I quit.
1: yeah the quarantine thing eh? that's I said that to my husband the other day I'm like I really miss just being able to like do my hair for something and feel like uh you know you you end up in your track pants all day and (laughs) you know it's easy to just like change from night pajamas to day pajamas as we're all trapped inside our homes for months at a time
0: I almost Um, struggled doing my makeup I was like do I even remember how to do this like oh I gotta pluck some eyebrows here (laughs) you know the only (laughs) eyeliner I had was completely dried
1: up I hadn't I haven't worn it in probably a month and a half and it was like just a big chunky dry mess (laughs)
0: I know and like we haven't uh, gone out right like we haven't gone anywhere so um I just didn't feel the the need and even on our zoom calls I don't even get dressed up with the industry because I'm like ah, whatever yeah this is nice this is nice well thanks so much really appreciate you coming on and yeah, thanks for sharing and uh, yeah, we'll hopefully try and maybe once all this dust settles, maybe in a little bit of time, we can maybe have you back on and see, you know, <laughs> some lessons learned. Yeah, Lessons learned, so cool. yeah. <laughs> lessons learned from in our, this.
1: From our cocoons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all <laughs> right. Well, thanks okay. so much. This is awesome. I'm over here about to do a happy dance because you just finished another episode of my podcast path to business where we get to hear amazing stories of how wonderful people got started and hopefully one day we'll be able to share yours too. If you want more info, head on over to our show notes page where you'll find all the latest info about this episode and links to the guests on the show. You can also find the latest discount codes or freebies I've put together just for you. Also, I wanted to personally invite you to my private Facebook group, where you can meet other like-minded entrepreneurs like yourself, who are making waves in their business and want to help and inspire others to dream big. The links are waiting for you, so head on over to grayloftstudioca slash path to business.